Hello, welcome back to the Barefoot Books Podcast. The Iroquois princess in this week's story would not marry any of her tribe's ordinary braves. But when a mysterious stranger takes her away, she begins to appreciate the simple pleasures of her old home. After the story, go to barefootbooks.com to find the complete Barefoot Princesses collection. This is the story of the Horned Snake's Wife, a story that comes from the Iroquois people. There was once a chief's daughter who could never be content with simple things. Her parents thought that she would never marry because she could not find a man who was unusual enough. When suitors came to her parents' lodge, she would sit very still and silent, watching each young man. When they had gone, her mother would ask, "'Well, daughter, what did you think of him?' "'Oh, he eats too much and belches rudely,' she would say. "'Or that one has muddy moccasins. "'Or did you ever hear such a squeaky voice?' "'And it was the same with every young man who came to ask to marry her. "'No matter who came to visit the family lodge, "'the princess found some fault or other in him. "'One night, as the fire flickered low, "'a young man came and scratched at the door. "'Come in, stranger!' said the mother. But the young warrior lingered in the half-light and stretched out his hand to the chief's daughter. "'I have come to take you for my wife,' he said, in a melodious voice that pulled at the girl's heart. He was the most handsome warrior she had ever seen. About his waist was a belt of black and yellow shell beads that gleamed like water.' On his head were two tall feathers that waved like willow wands. The mother frowned and whispered to her daughter, You have refused all our braves. Now will you leave us to marry a stranger whose family we know nothing about? The girl nodded. She packed her belongings and followed the handsome warrior. But as she walked beside him through the night, she thought, Why have I left my mother's lodge? Why am I gone away from my family with a stranger? After they had walked for a while, she said out loud, How near we are to the river. Surely no one lives here. Her husband clutched her arm. Do not fear. Just follow me. We are nearly home among my people. They climbed down a steep bank. Ahead was a lodge with two horns fastened above the door like elk horns. Come in and be easy, said the smooth voice of her husband. You will meet my people tomorrow. All that night, the chief's daughter lay in a half-sleep. There were strange sounds around the lodge, and inside it smelled bad like rotting fish. The next day dawned gray and misty. Her husband brought her a parcel of birch bark. Here is a wedding gift for my new wife, he said with a smile. The girl opened it. Inside was a lovely dress covered with black and yellow shell beads that gleamed like water. Put this on before you meet my people, said her husband. The dress fascinated and frightened the girl. She leaned over it, about to touch it, then pulled away, saying, I won't put it on. It smells like rotting fish. The warrior was angry. I must go away for a time. Stay here and don't be afraid of anything you see. And his voice, which had been deep and melodious the night before, 
seemed cold and empty of care for her now. After he had gone, the chief's daughter sat alone and thought. She remembered the simple things of home, the fire, her mother sewing quills onto her robe, her father making spears in the sun. She thought of the ordinary men who had asked to marry her, and she wept. She was lonely, and there was no comfort here. Just then, a great horned snake crawled into the lodge. The girl sat as still as a stone as the snake peered unblinking into her eyes. As it turned and crawled out the door, she saw that its body glittered black and yellow in the misty light. She peered outside. All the rocks and by the river bank there were horned snakes coiled and crawling about. It was then that she realized the truth. Her fine husband was really a snake disguised in human form. But though she had been foolish, the chief's daughter was not without courage and wisdom. She knew very well that she had done the right thing by refusing to put on the dress. If she had put it on, she would have become a snake herself. But what could she do? Frightened though she was, that night she fell into a deep sleep. And as she slept, she dreamed. An old man came to her and said in a kind, clear voice, Granddaughter, you are distressed. Do you want me to help you? Oh, grandfather, please do. I know that I have acted foolishly. What can be done now? Do as I say, said the old man. Leave this place quickly and run to the edge of the village. There you will find a steep cliff. Climb up it and never turn back, or your husband's people will get you. When you reach the cliff top, I will help you again. As the girl awoke, she saw her husband coming into the lodge, dressed in his beautiful human shape. His arms were outstretched to embrace her. Quick as a partridge, she dashed under his arms out of the lodge and ran away as fast as the wind. Behind her, her husband's smooth voice called, Come back! But she didn't look back. As she climbed, she felt a rustle, like the autumn breeze whispering through the trees, and her husband's voice came to her again, like the hissing of a snake. Come back, wife, and join my people. Hand over hand, she pulled herself up the steep rocks. Grandfather, help me now. I can go no further, she called into the sky. Just as her feet began to stumble, she felt a mighty hand lifting her up. The figure of the old man was now revealed to her. He was none other than Hino the Thunderer, a mighty spirit of her people. The chief's daughter hid her face in her hands. Hino began to throw his thunder spears down upon the horned snakes. The lightning split open the sky, and the drumming of thunder throbbed in the air. Wherever the horned snakes tried to crawl, the thunder spears of Hino struck them down. When all the snakes lay still, the chief's daughter lifted her face to the gentle rain. It washed away the tears from her face and the smell of the horned snakes from her body. Hino, the thunderer, looked down at her. Bravely done, my young granddaughter. You have helped me rid the earth of these monsters, and your action has given you special power. It may be that I shall call on you again, for there is a bond between us now. 
He now summoned a cloud and placed the chief's daughter upon it. The cloud carried her gently down to her own village, where her parents and people greeted her with great joy. Soon enough, the chief's daughter married an ordinary man. He had a good heart. He sang cheerily in the mornings, hunted well at midday, and snored at nights. But he never glittered black and yellow as water or smelled of rotten fish. Together they had many fine children. Sometimes Hino the Thunderer would call upon the chief's daughter to fly with him and help rid the earth of bad-hearted creatures. Among her people, the chief's daughter was a wise woman. But when she was old, she always gave the same advice to her grandchildren. The world is wide, and there are many strange things in it. Best be content with simple things. That's all for today's episode. Thanks for listening. Now you can visit barefootbooks.com slash podcast to find special offers, join our email list, and listen to past episodes of the Barefoot Books podcast. See you next week. Bye.